All right, welcome everybody in the box with Thomas and Walt. As my my ESPN Plus is not allowing me to watch the other two games that are on right now. This is annoying. So, so ESPN Plus it gives it's every game out of market, right? You can right. get anything you want on that on ESPN Plus. Right. Is that different than ESPN Power Play? Because they sometimes they have a low like or is that this or is that the same thing i don't know if you've ever noticed like on their on the scroll it'll say uh nhl pp which i thought or espn pp or is that just a regular old oh, i have no idea okay. i've never even paid attention to that but you can pretty much get any game you want with espn plus yeah you can watch any game as long as it's not i mean if, if as long as it's not on you know like the tnt game or local game or whatever okay gotcha or any game that's been aired on nhl network you can't watch but Okay. Uh, NHL Network. So, but I mean, all the games are intermission right now. There's only three games on. They're all they're all at intermission right now. So, I guess it's not a huge. Are we recording on back to back days where there's no late night game? Yeah. Yeah. On Wednesday when we recorded last, there was no night game. Nope. And same thing with this Monday. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so it's uh, a an eventful weekend in the NHL. Um. Okay. We'll get in. We'll we'll, we'll kind of get into these things one by one and talk a little bit about each. Uh, first off, um, in Ottawa, um, the, the dreaded GM vote of confidence for DJ Smith. Uh, the uh, the I don't, Senators uh, General Manager Pierre Dorian came out over the weekend and gave Senators head coach uh, DJ Smith his full support. And, you know, going forward in the season and like, no, no, it, it's fine. I, I support our, my, my, our head coach. And we know what usually happens after that goes down, right? Basically the reverse of, of the two weeks notice. It's like your boss <laughs> giving you a two weeks notice to fix it or you're fired. I mean, well, so here's the exact quote from Dorian. I wouldn't say very happy because we're four and seven, but I'm happy with the job DJ has done. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's out. <laughs> oh. Yep. Um, I was listening to uh, NHL radio, and I the they happen to be talking about the Senators, and and the thought was, or the the points that were being made was, um, Thomas Cheb, uh Shabbat being not as spectacular as you would have hoped, both on the offensive and defensive end. Yeah. Which it's hard to say he's struggling on both when he's playing 25, 32 a night, I mean, yeah, gives you a lot of chances to be good, but it's also, you're almost playing almost half a hockey game every night. It's tough to, to sustain that pace, but that was, that was one of the key factors that they, they felt in the discussion that they were having on NHL radio for what it's worth. Yeah. I mean, also with the senators, you know, they're missing one of their, one of their uh, dynamic players and Josh Norris. Yeah. Um, he's out with a shoulder in- injury. And that, they also came over the weekend saying he will not need surgery because they consulted with five doctors and two specialists. Wow. So I, I feel like huh? that was really a, no, no, we need to find somebody to give us to tell us what we want to hear. Right. What'd they do? Take the mean average of what people were saying. That's a, <laughs> that's a weird sort of, okay. Well, I, I, I guess you're covered then, huh? Yeah, so he he will not need surgery, but he's still going to be out for some time with the, with the uh, with the shoulder injury. So I mean, so you know that that's not going to help. That that doesn't no. help you either, right? No. Um, st- st- stick in in that and 
and with in, with injury news and also out of the out of that division in Atlantic, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, if you're a goalie, yeah, don't go to. If you're a goalie, no, no, report to Toronto. Oh yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you know, they, Matt Murray got hurt early in the year. Well, after well, game one, he got hurt right. after first game, and over the weekend, uh, Samsonov he he got hurt in, in last their game over the weekend. Um, now Shalagrin is in that, and they just they just brought up um, former Red Wings draft pick Keith Petrozelli. It, it, they've added him to the, uh, you know, Petrus- it's, oh, Petrus- Zelly? Petrus- Zelly. I think it's Zelly. Zelly? I think it's yeah. Um, uh, now he, He's in the fold there now in Toronto with the Leafs as, I mean, and very, you know, a, a rough start to the season for the Leafs, but, you know, they, they've won a few games in a row now and, it seemed like they're hitting their stride. Tavar- Tavares, he's scoring. Mar- Mariner, he's putting points up. Uh, Austin Matthews is is putting the pucks in the net now. But you know, it's you know they have three goalies on IR right now. <laughs> well, so to your point, and it's funny because when we were doing our season preview, I I was saying that if they. If Eric Shelgren ended up playing a lot of games, things weren't things were not going to go well in Toronto because either a it was injuries or two Matt Murray was that bad, and it ends up being that he sure enough he's in. But you know, and I and put this in my show notes to you is that they go two and zero this weekend with a win a two one win over Boston, who I believe had won eight or nine or ten straight. Yeah, and then they follow that up with a win in Carolina against the Hurricanes who obviously one of the top teams in the East. So uh, it, it's kind of funny how that's worked out for them where you're right. You would think that this could be the beginning of the end. And then they beat two really good teams. Yeah. Um, again, and, uh, another thing, I guess they, they've done a little line juggling there where they've had Mara with Tavares. And uh, I guess that's really kind of helped pay off for them too. I, I I I can't remember. I think I remember he's hearing somebody say that what the least need to do is put Mariner with Tavares and Tavares would really take off. I think that was you. Yeah, yeah. I believe I believe I said that. I think you said that. So so just so just let you know, um clearly the Maple Leafs listen to us. So yeah, well we when we get one right, we are I mean, I still take my Patrick Marlowe uh, victory lap every now and again. Yeah, so right, I mean yeah. seriously, when we get one right, we feel real good about it. And you'll yeah. hear about it too. <laughs> Um, their their game against the Hurricanes last night. I like. I think well, halfway through halfway through the game, the Leafs only had seven shots on goal. I did. I heard that. Yeah. I again. I, they were talking about it, and that they still won three to one. Yeah. What Carolina can do to you that their style can kind of do that. Right, how yeah, how where'd they end up with? Uh, twenty one. Okay. Shots. Final shots. How is 30, 21 in favor of Carolina, but yeah, it's. So, I mean, honestly, if you only have five shots at the midway point to end up only giving up 30 and to get to 21. Yeah. That means that your second half of the hockey game, you probably actually really controlled, really controlled play the second half of that hockey game. Played well. They, they got it sorted out. I mean, you d- it did enough to win. And that's for them. That's what's important. And, 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 and Shogren, he was good, so he made the saves he had to. Yep. So I mean, that's all. That's all. Eh, that's all I can ask for. Um. So the Seattle Kraken. Um. They 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 keep winning. 
<laughs> in your voice is that's yeah that's about where we're at they they they, they just beat pit they went to pittsburgh they just beat the penguins you know they they I mean, they, they beat a struggling Minnesota team. Um, they they roll into Calgary and knock off the Flames in Calgary. I mean, they they swept their they swept their season series with the Penguins. They played the Penguins twice in about a, in a week, and they've beat them both times. Well, we're <laughs> we may be not so smart about the West because let's face it, and again, only fourteen games. But we also did this on Wednesday where. You know, as of November 2nd last year, 12 of the 14 or 12 of the 16 teams that were in the, you know, that finished in the playoffs were already in their playoff spot, not their final spot, but at least we're in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you and I each had the three Canadian teams in the Pacific. I think we had them in different order, but I believe, no, I, I don't know if you had Vancouver, but more of the story that we thought highly of the Canadian teams out West. Yeah. I, I, I Calgary Edmonton in, uh, in Vegas. Well, and I, did anybody expect Vegas to be eleven and two? <laughs> it is not. I, a, Vegas, they're a team where I, I was. It was just, it was going to come down to the goaltending to, yeah. to move Vegas, and what, and they've been getting good goaltending. So, I mean, they have, they have the talent, they have the horses. They're plus nineteen. I mean, and, I, I, and, I think in your wildest dream, anybody's wildest dreams. I don't think that could have would have ever been expected. <laughs> I mean, I. I mean, you know, Seattle, they're getting the goaltending. Martin Jones has been good. I mean, yeah, been good I, I would, yeah. I, I <laughs> you know, is, is are they gonna be this year's Kings? We're all season, we're gonna be like, uh, well, the Kings are gonna fall off. Is it this year? Well, the, the Kraken will fall off. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, and then all gonna... of a sudden the, the, the Kings were, you know, the third seed in the Pacific, and we're like, I guess <laughs> they didn't fall off. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, we're just going. How the hell are they end up? All right. Well, they're going to get the. Well, th- this series will be over in four or five. Games. How that? Wait, it's, they're going seven. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's listen. We, you know, for as much as we talk about how there was that you had the twelve teams or whatever. I mean, there are some teams that surprise you and just kept winning and kept winning and kept winning. And we'll, it'll be interesting to see if we're going to see that again here. If there's somebody's going to just keep winning and winning and winning that we don't expect to. I mean, well, I mean, the New Jersey Devils, they're the second best team in the East. Yeah. The I, second best team in the NHL, right? Well, third best team in the NHL right now. Uh, that was one I don't think. I mean, we knew they'd be improved, but that yeah. improved, definitely not. I mean, well, Jesser Brad, he's playing like he's in a contract year or something. So, uh, yeah, that always helps, doesn't it? You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, the Devils are 9 3 0 to start the season. Uh, now, Mackenzie Blackwood, he got injured. In their last and his last start, so he he's on the IR with with a hip injury. Jesper Bratt, seventeen points in twelve games. Nico Heischer, twelve points in eleven games. Jack Hughes, twelve points in eleven games. It it also goes to show that maybe fans don't know what they're talking about when they're chanting "Fire Lindy" after two games. Yeah, right. And <laughs> I mean, and and everyone chips in. There's only two players. Who have who have who have played a game with the Devils who have that have not recorded at least one point? Kevin Ball and Brendan Smith, defensive guru Brendan Smith. I mean, Kevin Ball has only played three games. Smith has played all all twelve. But I mean, that's it. Those are the only guys who haven't, who haven't registered a point. And and and, and, 
and they and they only have there's only they only have four players that haven't scored a goal. Well, I, I thought Lindy Ruff was a defensive minded coach. Am I just flat wrong? I mean, he is a defensive minded coach, but you know, let let him go. Well, yeah, you got, I mean, you got you got horses. Let let them fly. Um, yeah, I was now the New Jersey Devils. They're 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 the league darling this year. It's well, it's crazy. And, and they're another team who I was I thought be improved, but again, it came for me. It came to well, what is your goaltending going to look like? I, I also remember that I wasn't really like I didn't <laughs> I didn't really expect, nor I'm sure did most. Um, I didn't expect the Jasper Brat and the, the the Miles Wood, who's I mean eight points in twelve games. But my big thing was the wingers. You know, obviously Hughes and Heisher were a great one too, but I didn't know if they were going to have the wingers to to kind of ride with them and this start that, that Brad's had, I still, I mean, long-term, I, it's still, you know, it's Brad Hughes, he sure would, as you said, and then Hamilton, but now you start getting a little bit of space and it's, it's Dawson Mercer. Actually, he had a good, really good kind of rookie breakout year last year, didn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe a continuing to grow there. I don't know. I, I was surprised Fabian Zetterlin got two goals in the game last night against Calgary. I thought he was kind of a, a middle third, you know, third, fourth line guy, but maybe they have something there. He's only played seven, seven games, three points or three goals. So, you know, you got those good centers. A lot of good things can happen down below. Yeah. I, I, another team that's off to a, a hot start and which uh, another team that was kind of a puzzle coming into the season, the Winnipeg Jets, they sit second and in, in the central division right now, seven, three, one, 15 points. And I mean, it's Connor Hellebuck has returned <laughs> to hit the Vesna, his Vesna form well, as he, as he continues. So as he, so Connor Hellebuck, just every other year, he's going to struggle. And then every other year he's gonna be real good. Yeah, right, yeah, he's gonna have a bad year, then come back and have a rebound year, and then have a. It's that is that is that the pattern here? Well, it's you know it's the great ones are consistent, the good ones aren't, and and that's you know it. This is kind of the, I I, I guess the great being like the Hall of Famers, the Martin Berdiers who did it year after year was spectacular. Patrick Wah, who year after year was spectacular. Yeah. You know, the guys like this, where you're seeing, um, you know, like the counter hollow bucks of the world. Um, uh, who else can I, can I stick out as kind of a, you know, flurry for consistency in the earliest part of his year is going to be in here. But I mean, really since Matt Murray took over for him, he's had kind of a sign graph kind of, up and down, up yeah. and down series of years. And and that's what it is. It's the good ones that can do it year out, year in, year out, and you can count on them to be good year in and year out. Yeah, and you know, they're 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 doing it and with Kyle Connor only only having to this point Kyle Connor's only scored two goals so far this season. That's even more surprising that they'd be that successful then. Cause you feel like all the offense is gonna run through him. Yeah, um, Josh Morris who leads leads the way with points, eleven points. The, the defenseman Pierre Luc Dubois, ten points in eleven games. Shifley, six goals. He leads that that gives him the team lead. I mean, they're getting it. They're kind of getting it done with a little bit of depth, but also but mostly goaltending. 
it's interesting here. I'm looking, nobody is better than plus three and nobody is worse than minus two. <laughs> that feels like a, a kind of weird, I mean, I feel like you don't see that. There's always one guy on every team that's either plus 11 or minus 12. And sure enough, Winnipeg just kind of right down that middle road there. Why isn't Chicago, I mean, why haven't they free-fallen yet? There's another team. I don't know if that was going to be next. It, Friday, just, yeah, I don't. Weren't you supposed to be tanking for Bedard? Yeah. How I, are you 500 after 12 games? I mean, the, the teams at the bottom are, I mean, St. Louis. I know. You know, the, St. Louis, no one, expe- no one expected that. Uh, Columbus, I don't know what everyone expected, but not at the bottom, right? And not, cl- like, two four points already clear of in last place. And you know, Pittsburgh's probably eventually going to get the ship right in and pick it up. Yeah. A little bit. So yeah, I mean, three and nine bad, five <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There, Sawyer? As, 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 as I'm slowly died here. Well, that's okay. Water can be tough to drink. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but I mean, you know, San Jose, I think everyone sort of expected San, I mean, San Jose three, eight and three, nine points are about where I think everyone expected them to be, but Eric Carlson, 10 goals. Yeah. That's... 19 points. What, what year is it? Well, and, and <laughs> if, if there's anything that San Jose can take out of the season, if there really was a, a late career revitalization, they got to hope that this is real and not just a fluke because they're still paying them a lot of money for a long time. Oh yeah. So, um, an Eric Carlson resurgence, although obviously the team's not following suit, uh, that, that could bode very well for them. Yeah. Yeah. He's got four, after this year, four years remaining at 11 and a half mil per. Yeah. So the cap hit. So, you know, 10 goals, nine assists and a hair under 25 minutes a night. They would love for that to be the, the, the a comeback type stuff for Eric Carlson. And I mean, here's the thing, Eric, Car- Eric Carlson, he's only 32. Yeah. But he, you know, it's the injuries. That's, yeah. you know, it's, that was A, can he stay healthy? And two, if he does stay healthy, you know, can he remember to play defense in addition to offense? <laughs> yeah. I think those are two of the bigger things there. Now, the last, the final two years of his, of, of his deal, the, the salary does come down in the last two years of his deal. So, but the cap hit will remain the same. Yeah. But so it won't be as much. Won't be that 11. It'll be nine mil and uh, 7.5 the last two years of his contract. Um, And I, and I, and I just wonder if, you know, he could pop if Eric Carlson can possibly now he has a full no move clause. You know, because he signed that contract back when the GMs were handing those things out like freaking candy. Yes, they were. Um, so he he obviously had, would have a lot to say about what where he goes, what happens, right? Although, I mean, San Jose hasn't had a successful season since he's been there, so you you do kind of feel like if if there was a somebody willing to take that salary out, or he was, you know somebody who's willing to take part of that salary or split that salary or 75% of that salary. And, yeah. and the team was good. You feel like he, it, it would be a, uh, in his best interest to actually go ahead and wave that no trade clause. Yeah. Let him get some, here's the thing. Some, some, somebody give you something for an Eric Carlson, especially, I mean, the way 
if, if you're going to get this Eric Carlson, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams out there who would who would take him, Toronto Maple Leafs. And, um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Don't they have don't they have this and Eric uh, or uh, Morgan Riley already? Are they? Isn't this basically what they have in yeah. Morgan Riley? Um, but what I what I was going to say is that the do the does the Sharks have anybody coming up in their system too that they're going to need to to pay big time? Because well, I guess my point is, can they can they eat a big chunk of that salary to make it work? I think yeah, they can. I mean, okay. well, I mean, they 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 got Burns out of there. That's true. So so that helps. And I don't think they kept any of that salary, did they? Did they keep any of that? I don't believe they did. I'm just I'm gonna I'm just looking to double check. Two point seven two. Looks like two point seven two for the next. Three years they've three got years. on their books. So that's not too bad. It's really not, not to not to clear it out. Although again, though, who, who's really good that's going to need a big contract? <laughs> I mean, well, usually Vegas just does all that, right? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's usually that's a Vegas thing. They just, they just get the most. They they get the big the big shiny thing. Yeah. Well, Eric Carlson to Vegas. Walt called it. Well, you know. Well, it, it almost happened once before already. So, yeah, did it? I don't even remember that. Eric Carlson to Vegas. That was a strong rumor for a while. Okay, potentially go to Vegas. So, well, the fact that Eric Car- or the fact that uh, Alex Petrangelo is still alive is bodes well for them. <laughs> they don't necessarily need to go get Eric Carlson right now. Yeah. No. Yeah, because uh, when he yeah when when he got when he was getting dealt, dealt from Ottawa. It was uh v- Vegas was was heavily was heavily it in that. Okay. So yeah, it yeah, it, it almost happened. So I mean it just Un- such an unremarkable deal. Like things that just did not work out. It's just crazy how you thought a team with Carlson and Burns and some of the, the talent that they had up front would have been so much more successful and it just never panned out. Yeah, no. I mean I mean, you look at what everything Ottawa got: Dylan DeMello, Chris Tierney, Josh Norris, the first round pick that turned out to be Tim Stutzla. Now, and the Sharks' defense, they didn't expect that pick to be a, a top five pick when they made right. the trade. You know, I mean, you are very much right about it, that. It's that's what it's just what it's, it's just like like it it just really worked out great for Ottawa, and you understood the trade. On from the from the shark standpoint, because you know they're trying to win, right? And you can add an all-world defenseman, both offensively and defensively, to another all-world defenseman. You do that, it just never really panned out. Yeah, I mean, not all not all trades go well. That's all right. True. Um. Well, one trade that that's working out so far is uh, Matthew Kachuk to Florida, but. Kachuk, five goals, 12 points, 12 assists, 17 points, leads the team in points. He's going to, he's, he, he got two days off. <laughs> you Kachuk gets a, a, a hard earned uh, two, two games off for Matthew Kachuk as he gets a two game suspension for accidentally on purpose poking Jonathan Quick in the eye with the stick. That's a fair way of putting it. Like it's, you know, I had you look at it before before we uh we started recording, and because I saw it, and I was just like, I couldn't decide. And I, number one, I think it's well established my love of Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, 
my, my, my love of Matthew Kachuk. I'm very open with it. But it's one of those things where I'm looking at I'm like, okay, now was this on purpose because it was on purpose or was it on purpose because it's the, it's the player who did it? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, like I'm looking, I'm like, ah, like I could, because when, when you know it's Matthew Kachuk, it just immediately, oh yeah, it was on purpose. Like your brain just goes that way, right? Like at least that's what it was for me. I'm like, ah, well, yeah, he, and Kachuk, he has a long kiss for the LA Kings from his time in Calgary. Yeah. And oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. yeah. Which adds another layer to it for sure. Yeah, you know, you know, he, he and Drew Doughty aren't exactly BFFs, right? Um, but you know, it's just, I mean, but that's what that's what you're gonna get with the with 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 the player, though, right? I mean, so when it, I thought my, my take was again, like you said, where he looks away, he's not looking at him. But what I think you can see is that he's clearly had looked at where he was going and then he just kept along the the route he was going. Yeah. Knew what was coming and where he was at. And that's uh, pretty much how I, I, I'm reading that as uh, an accidental on purpose high stick to the face. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah, it was. It was it was definitely more on purpose than not. Right. <laughs> well, well disguised. And and like you said, no benefit of the doubt for you. Yeah, no, I mean it's a like I said, it's one of those things. Like I feel like if it if it were Barkoff or Bennett or Reinhardt or you know like literally any other, the only other player in the league that that it would that would get no benefit of the doubt is Barshan. Yeah. Uh, or or and and Kadri. Yeah, that was the other. That was the thing I thought of when you were saying that. That that that's kind of it though. And, and like li- pick any other player on the Panthers roster that happens. It's probably nothing. Yep. You know, but, but because it's, 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 it's Matthew. It's, it's Matthew. I, I mean, what could we not say this? I, I, I mean, Brady though. I mean, if it was Ottawa, if it was Brady Kachuk, or does Brady not have quite Brady, that? Brady, he's not, he, he doesn't quite have that reputation. He, does yeah. It? He like Brady is definitely the more level headed and not as, I mean, he, he, he's got Kachuk, he's got some Chuck Kachuk in him. No, no doubt. But right. Matthew has a lot more <laughs> Brady. I mean, yeah, yeah. Matthew is the one that he'll he'll. Yeah, he's the one that'll. They're 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 both they're both shit stirs, but Matthew way more than Brady. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. also, I mean, that's there's a reason why Brady's wearing a C, and Matthew will never wear a C. Never wear a C. You know, because because you know that that guy's gonna talk to the officials. No. <laughs> <laughs> just like Marshawn's never going to wear a C, you know, yeah, like, it's definitely not going to go well. Like, like guys like that, eh, like, no, we don't want you to talk to officials. And another suspension that, that was handed out, um, Josh Anderson was suspended for almost for almost Chris Draper and Alex Petrangelo. I, I mean, I said that that was the term I used. Did you not think the same thing? Was that? Oh, no, I did. Yeah. I, okay, I, saw, I didn't even give you a chance to answer when we were talking before the show. And and I just wanted, I mean, did that not just look completely like that hit? So the first angle I saw of that hit, it was like from behind the bench. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah, an angle yeah. from behind the bench, yeah. like not on the ice though. Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, oh my God, like right. Angel's hurt. Yeah. And then. I was relieved to see him jump up and immediately start chucking fists. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was, uh, yeah, that, that was, that was a scary, scary hit. 
and Anderson gets two games. And and it feels like he got two games because Petrangelo did get hurt, right? Yeah, if Peter Angelo's hurt, you feel like that's a five to seven gamer. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. Um, Which I so- I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't I, the injury whether or not somebody gets injured shouldn't factor in yet I know it does. I yeah. I, I I mean there's just no way around it. It's just that's how they that's how it's done. Well, one one of the, one of the things that um, I heard someone like kind of say when it can, when it can't suspensions things and like why things are more severe if if a player is injured or not. It, I mean, this is a very very extreme comparison, but you know, ignore I- ignore the extremities of it because obviously this is not life or death. But it's like the difference between murder and attempted murder. You know, okay. Like, you you get less of a sentence if you know for attempted murder than murder, right? Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, that and I was like, that's and the person who said that even said like this is an extreme example, but it's apt and they're you know they're not wrong. Right. If because so, I, I have a kind yeah. of I mean to a to a degree, and I don't know where this degree is, but like you know, guys that get a game misconduct when the player does pop, you know, when the player's down for a while. Yeah. And so they say game misconduct. And then that guy basically walks down the tunnel, walks back to the bench, and he's back. And it's just like, did you do that to get the other guy out? I'm sure you felt it, but then, you know, you're up and right back to the bench right away. There, There is like a, a gray area in there somewhere, to be sure. Yeah, there is, yeah. Um, also, tonight, look, we mentioned on the top, there's three games going on. Edmonton, Washington, Calgary, and Islanders, and the Blues, and uh, Bruins. Uh, Connor McDavid planning game number uh, 400 or is it 500, 400? I think it's five, five, 500. Yes. 500. Okay. I thought, I thought that's what I saw. Yes. Connor McDavid planning game number five, the, as actually the, it's the Dylan Strom show as he has both goals for the, uh, <laughs> for the capitals right there. So if anybody um put a bet for any time score or Dylan Strom, he's really nailed it. Well, they they need him to because they're running out of forwards to score in that team. <laughs> don't have, yeah, I don't have anybody. Uh, everybody's hurt. Um, but but yeah, um, that's seven hundred and twenty-two points and five hundred. Yeah, this Christmas. Yeah, yeah. The so the only, I mean, and the only players who have scored more points than Connor McDavid has in five hundred games are Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Yari Curry. Uh, I had to list who was this. I had to list. I had it memorized and I forgot it. Yari Curry. I don't think you said uh, Gretzky, did you? I did say Gretzky. Gretzky Lemieux Curry. Gretzky. Uh, I had it. It's it's someone I'm missing that's very obvious to me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself. Gretzky Lemieux Curry. Uh. Uh, would cross was like a cross do old he, 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 had, he had more points than Crosby but Crosby's on that list too but he had more points in uh 500 games than Crosby did okay oh yeah because we're trying to think of who had more points in 500 games than basically what was it 744 yeah uh, Yager Yager was it Yager yeah uh you know I I had it I was reading it and I left it up and then I lost it. Yeah, wait. You're like me. You open way too many tabs when we're doing this. Yeah. 
And then you start closing them to try to narrow it down so you can find right. what you're Yeah, so you can just find stuff like immediately and then you don't because, you know, life just doesn't work that way. Points in first. Can you? Is this a Googleable search? We'll see if this is a Googleable search. Most points That's in it. first 500 NHL games. Here we go. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, McDavid. If I'm reading this right, McDavid would be third. Um, While well, we find that, also, uh, I like the guy he's playing against, Alex Ovechkin. He set the record for most goals. By one player with one franchise as he passed Gordy Howe, scoring his 787th career goal with the Washington Capitals. Good for him. That's and that's that's not a sarcastic good for him. That's a that's a real good for him. Yeah. So I mean, he, oh, Ovi keeps scoring, and you know, I mean, you know, he's we we we've said it before. We said it a few times that he's been pretty good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in his career. Oh, this is this article is from last year with one point from five from five hundred points. That first five hundred games. That's a whoops. Yeah. Well, no, I I had it somewhere. I can't remember. Uh, wait, nope. I just found it. All right, here we go. Just found it. Okay, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Peter Stastny. That's the one I knew. Is Mike it? Bossy and Yari Curry. Okay. Mike Bossy. Yeah, see, I knew it was gonna be there was gonna be one or two that are gonna be obvious to me that that once I saw it, I was like, oh, how could I miss it? Peter Stassi and Mike Bossy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So through 500 career games, Wayne Gretzky had 1,186 points. Marlon Lemieux had 971. Those guys were pretty good. Peter Stastny has 759. Mike Bossy, 757. Yari Curry, 730. McDavid, coming into the night, he's at 722. And Sidney Crosby at 706 or 500. It was first 500 career games. And while we're talking about him, he has scored a goal. There we go. Yep. So, so right now he has 723. <laughs> it's do you ever, you know, there's always the era discussion and, and I think it actually comes up most in, in basketball. How would Michael do in this era? How would LeBron have done in that era? But where, where do you think Gretzky would be playing in this era? Um, would he have a 200 point season in this era? I like, I don't, it's, I, I don't, I don't think so because it's, it's so like no, I mean, no one's done it in how long, you know? Right. Which see that, and that's what that's what makes this tough on me is like, was Gretzky that good, or was it just the league just not that? Well, well, here's the thing. I mean, I, also in that in that era, the goalies weren't as good as the goalies are now. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, I that's, mean, that's it, the biggest factor actually. It, it is what it is, you know. I right. mean, you you, you know. It, the goalie had on the Oilers, Grant Fuhrer. The joke was always, "You, you, you might get five on him, but he won't give. He won't give up that six. And 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 because I wanted, I wanted to be very careful with what I was saying too, because I did not want to imply imply that Gretzky wasn't good in any way. I wanted oh, to be no, very no, no. careful because that's not my implication. No, and, but but also I think with the the greats. With every with you know the technology and the training and everything that we that everyone knows now, 
Right. Those guys would take advantage of that stuff too. And they'd be yeah. doing, they, they would be Gretzky would be doing the camps. I mean, Mario Lemieux, when Mario Lemieux broke into the league, he was like, he was, he was, he was smoking. There was no off season workout program. Like guys weren't, guys weren't training like, like the guys are now there weren't all these power skating camps and clinics that you do. And, and, and all that, you know, yeah. it just, it wasn't a thing. You know, right. guys I mean, go home for the summer and wouldn't touch your skates until the week before training camp. I, I, and I kind of feel like any Red Wing fan should know that listening to, and and maybe it was, you know, it was a decade before Wayne, but listen to the way Mickey Redmond talks about, you know, oh. kind of the good old days and whatnot. <laughs> and that should kind of explain to you exactly what, what Walt's talking about. You know, yeah, it's, it, 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 it was a different animal then. And, but, you know, the guys who were great then, I think they would be just as good today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Very, very fair. All right. Um, so, so yeah. So Connor McDavid, get the Calgary Flames. Oh boy. They're, they are, in, they are in a way we're going to, they, they had a three, one lead. It's now tied at three and, and on long, uh, on long Island with the Islanders, the flames after best start in franchise history, they have, oh, they're Oh, three and one in the last four. It's 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 not going great in, in in Calgary right now. Well, and and early returns. Well, you, see, I was I was I was gonna say early returns would tell you then that Florida has has won that trade because of the season that Kachuk's having versing versus um uh a uh, 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 Hubero because I believe Hubero's only got five points a goal yeah. and four helpers. Yep, is that right. In, yep. in you know approaching this the fifth, but you know, and we were talking about it again pre-show, where the other part of that deal that can't be forgotten is Mackenzie Weger. Yeah, and you know Mackenzie Weger goes from Florida to 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 Calgary, and then the season begins. and And I remember again tooting my own horn. I mentioned how important it was for Ekblad to stay healthy because when he went out last year. Uyghur did such a fantastic job filling in for him. Yep. And now they lost that depth. And now you've got Montour, Forsling, and Gudis all averaging career highs. And in one game last week, Brandon Montour played 30 minutes. I, this is not a recipe for success for Florida long-term. They need Aaron Eckblad back and to play pretty much the rest of this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, they, that's yeah. an absolute must. I mean, I mean, and you know, no, no disrespect to Forsling or Montour or those guys, but you know, you can't, you don't just replace a Norris, a Norris caliber defenseman, right? Yeah, no, I'm easily, you know, definitely not, and you know, it's just you, you know, you kind of you build your team with <laughs> this is my one defenseman, this is my two, you know, you have that stuff yeah. in mind. So when you lose the top of that food chain, it it get it gets difficult. It, I mean, it's going to get very difficult, and. So the Flames, I'm sure they're they're thrilled to have Uyghur. They got 41 shots against the Islanders, but they they could use a they could just definitely use a win. Although they had a weird and and I, and I wonder, you know, we always we talked about it a lot last year where it was the Islanders that started with that epically long road trip. Yeah. Um, and, and now, you know, I believe that the Flames started with eight straight at home. Well, um, not eight straight at home. But they they have this is the first time they left the province of Alberta for the season. Okay, so their, they, their one road game was against Edmonton, and that's just uh, uh, an, hour, an hour drive up the road there. Okay, so they they've played what like fourteen games, and they're 
you know, only one, you know, not just their second road game. You you wonder if there's there's a balance. They played yeah, they played ten actually ten. I'm sorry, ten games, yeah. and then one on the road. Not okay. You wonder if there there there's kind of a needed balance there where like you don't necessarily want to beat you. Obviously, don't want to start with you know fourteen straight on the road or whatever it was, but you also don't want to start with fourteen at home. Is there a bonding sort of okay? Hit the road, clear the mind kind of thing that happens when you hit the road. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you you hit the road and you know. <laughs> You, you you get away from the, the, the hometown media and all that. You get, you get to get away from all that stuff. Especially if a losing streak starts. Yeah. It makes it all the more important to maybe get out of Dodge. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't get booed if you ice the puck on the road. That was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's fine. No, no, one's, no one's yelling at you to shoot the puck when you're on the road. Shoot the puck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other game going on right now, uh, St. Louis and the Boston Bruins. The Bruins are up 3-1 right now. Blues have an empty net with under two minutes to go. Uh, St. Louis Blues started out 3-0. This is going to be another loss for them. Um, it's good. They're going to fall to 3-7-0. This is going to be their seventh straight loss. And the, 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 Jordan Bennington was likes to fight guy, I guess. Um, because their their game against the Islanders the other night, he he just bumps Sorokin and he's swinging sticks at guys. Do Do you think that the Blues um, regret the Billy Huso deal at all? Um, I mean, well, Jordan Bennington has a three forty goals against eight eight seventy nine save percentage. So you're answering yes. <laughs> the <laughs> The other thing is, I mean, like the. If unless let's assume they don't score in it, like the blues are minus 16. Like, doesn't it feel like the blues, they're not quite the wild, but you see, you assume with the St. Louis blues, their defense is going to be stellar. Yeah. Isn't it just kind of an assumption based on the history of the team that you're going to make? And now they're going to be, you know, unless they get an empty netter, they're going to be minus 16 on the year. Yeah. And, and, and the numbers, you know, the, 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 the the raw numbers for Bennington aren't good and and the the other numbers you know the 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 Corsi numbers you know as it were they're not great for him either you know he's not making saves not stopping the pucks he, he should and he's giving up way more than what what you'd expect out, out of out of a Stanley Cup winning goalie is, is Jordan Bennington is he going to be on in in that same air as Matt Murray so so it, it looks like because that that's what he feels like to me at this point you know well, Matt he, Murray he, he 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 leads the Penguins to the Stanley Cup they they win and everything's great and then it, they you know now the difference is the Blues did not go back to back whereas the Penguins did go back to back with Matt Murray but you know still still has some success and you have another goalie but you know ah, you kind of well we we got to make a decision on which one of these goalies we're going to keep. They they give Bennington, they 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 stick with Bennington, give him the extension. They ship out Vili Huso and thank you. Yeah, right, right. Anytime I'm going to hear, anytime I hear the name Vili Huso, and or we're talking the Blues, I just come back. Thank you. I mean, you know, the Penguins they went, you know, they they stuck with Matt Murray. They shipped out 
Mark Andre Fleury and Matt Murray kind of struggles, and Mark Andre Fleury go, leads to seem to sound like I'm fine. You know, and you know, Mike Matt, Matt Fleury has this resurgence almost of his career, right? Right, and is really good, and and now it looks like maybe the wheels are kind of coming off a bit now, you know, in Minnesota, but they they have a whole other host of problems, I think, in Minnesota. Out, you know other than the Golden and go, the Golden and isn't helping, but you know, they're also not scoring. So w- what I was going to say with Ben and Tan and, and the reason why they, you know, probably shouldn't necessarily go. I'm not going to go full Matt Murray route is because I don't, has Matt Murray after the back-to-back Stanley cup finals even ha- had any sort of good season. I don't think he had like, he's been pretty bad or hurt since well, the year after the Blues won the Cup, you know, Bennington started half the games, goals against average of 265, save percentage of 0.9. So he was able to follow it up at least year one. Now, last year he was not good. Huso took over the net for a little bit, but then Bennington took over, played some playoff games, and he had about a four or five game stretch where he made it look like that that series against Colorado might be a far closer than we anybody would have projected. Yeah, and he gets hurt, and and Huso does his best to keep it close, but Colorado was always going to be kind of the cream to rise to the top there. But I, I you know, it it's tough, but it, it really well. It goes back to kind of what I said was that you know. It's the the consistent ones are the greats, and he might be a good goaltender that's just still trying to work out his consistency, and and that's where he's at right now. Now, now, granted, again with St. Louis, their issue it's it's not the goaltending. It's not just the goaltending. Yeah, right now, you know, it's it's not only on him. You know, um, they're. I mean, it's just it's you look up look up and down the lineup. I mean, their leading goal scorer right now is Tarasenko with four. And then it's Falk and Cairo with three, Shen and Robert Thomas with two, then a bunch of ones. Yeah. So, so, you know, they're not putting a puck in the net, you know, and they only come away with the one goal here tonight against the Bruins. And then are they, you know, are they possessing the puck at all? You know, do they have, you know, what's, let's, let me do this here. So they are averaging. 29 giving up 31 shots per game. You know, their their PK is is only at 76%, which again, for the Blues, that just seems so wrong. <laughs> you know, it just feels like the Blues are, are one of those teams that always dominate, yet they've got a bottom 10, bottom 12 power penalty kill. The power play is doing pretty well for them, but you know, some of those kind of secondary numbers too. But it, but you're right. I mean, they're just they're minus 16, and that's you know, when we were doing, looking at the playoff stuff last year and, or, you know, in the East, you know, those, those eight teams that were in the playoffs pretty much all season, they were all also plus 20 or better. Right. And the teams that weren't, were all minus 25 or worse, you know? And, and so it really is a, a metric, a really easy metric to tell you how successful you're going to be, or if, if your start is real, you know, and there's some teams that are off to a really good start, but their goals against is almost even to, you know, kind of the wings where, yeah. you know, they're only plus two. So are they really doing that? Well, now granted, they had kind of just had two blow up games and you take those out and their numbers look a lot better. So there's a fine line that you kind of got to walk there, but overall, if you're minus 16 and you're six games under, that's pretty, pretty re- evident as to why you're doing that badly. 
yeah um it's yeah like i said it's not it's not going well with st louis i mean i mean they've only scored 22 goals this year you know wow 20, no 22 goals and 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 uh now 10 games now so did you add the one for today yes so that's 22 and 10. You're averaging 2.2 goals per game. Yeah, you're not winning a lot with that. That's your goals per game. That's not a recipe for success. And they, they are they are the worst. They are the worst. Uh, the next closest is Philadelphia at 28. Are they, and they're still a plus 500 team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, because they've they've scored their their goal. Dif- Philadelphia's goal differential is zero. Well, if they're you're even. not going to score, at least keep the puck out of your own. Right. <laughs> That's you know, awesome. Right now, now onto the team that the Blues are playing. Uh, will play today. Uh, the Boston Bruins were in the news over the weekend because uh, a decision was made that was very stupid. <laughs> I mean, there, there's no other way to put it. Yeah, and and now it's it's everybody looks bad. Like no, no one looks good in this. Um, the Bruins went on. They they signed Mitchell Miller, um, the much maligned prospect, who was originally drafted by the Arizona Coyotes. Another front office that was just blunder after blunder. Um, and the two thousand, I can't was a two thousand seventeen draft. I think it was. That, that wasn't that long ago, was it? Uh, I don't know, was six or no, no, or, or was it 18 or 19? I can't, I, here's the, I can't even remember when it was. It, it's not important for the story. Um, or maybe it was, was it 2020? Okay. Thank Yeah. I, I was yeah. going to guess 2021. Yeah, tw- no, every, no, everything that happened with the kit with, with, with him was like 2017. Okay. But yeah, he was, he, the coyotes took him in the fourth round of the 2020 draft and and it, it came out that Mitchell Miller, he bullied and like, I'm not going to go through everything that happened that he did. If you, if you don't know about it, Google it. There you go. Um, look it up for yourself. But I mean, it's ev- everything that came out about this, this kid was, it was horrible and there was no, never any remorse shown on his part or anything. Mm-hmm. And so the Boston Bruins decide now in all fairness, the Boston Bruins weren't the only team that inquired about him. They weren't. They were the t- they were the team that pulled the trigger and got him. There's other teams. Now, no, no other team is going to admit that they thought that they considered signing him because yeah. you know it's a bad look. But you know the Boston Bruins, they're the ones who did it, and so it, it's come out that. The Bruins front office, they talk to the players, ask for leadership group, Patrice Bergeron, David Crytree, Brett, Brad Marchand, like all those guys. They asked them about how would they feel about if they signed them. And all those guys to a man said, yeah, no, that's not a good idea. So listening to their veteran leadership uh, group, they went on ahead and did it anyway. Hmm. And they, they, they signed them and it got signed off by the NHL. And this was Saturday. And then Sunday, it was because everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Why? 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 
And so Cam Neely and the Bruins, it came out with uh, with the, the bullshit excuse of, uh, well, new information came out. That's why we're really we're not we're we're going to place him on waivers to terminate his contract because new information. They found out new information. Now, when asked what the new information was. The Boston Bruins didn't have an answer. And they're also the new. And then when they finally answered about the new information they, they received, it was apparently just new information to them. And everyone else knew it. Everyone else, everyone else knew what was going on and what was done. And, and, and also, you know, they, the Bruins tried to pull the whole, well, you know, he said he changed. So, you know, we believed him. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we, we didn't, well, and well, we didn't, we didn't do a complete vetting process. We, we didn't, we didn't get all the information that we could have. It's a, a two second Google search. Right. We've <laughs> given you everything. And, you know, they tried to pull the whole, well, he's done a lot to, he's done a lot of things and he's doing all, and it's, and everyone immediately said everything this, this kid has done to try to get better. It's all been court ordered. He hasn't done anything on his own. Yeah. That's telling, isn't it? Like even to like the, the apology, he sent an apology letter because a judge made him, you know, and, and, and the case, the judge who, who tried the case said that he felt that the player Mitchell Mitchell Miller didn't have any remorse. He felt the judge felt that he's like, he he's not sorry for what he did. So, and, and, and also I'm just going to, you know, anybody who tries to defend like, well, he was 14, you know, 14 year olds. Yeah. I was 14 too. I did dumb stuff. I, I, I didn't bully and torture anybody. Right. And I also feel like 20 year old Walt would have been smart enough to realize that 14 year old Walt did something wrong. And would have honestly apologized to it. I mean, I the 15 year old, uh, 15 year old me would have like, oh yeah, no, that was messed up. Right. And, and that's a big factor in this too. You know, and then you know, you have these people who are trying to like, well, he was a kid, he should they're taking his livelihood, they're not taking his livelihood away. You just can't play pro hockey. Get over it. Yes, I'm gonna have a I hope to have, and I've had a pretty good life without being able to play pro hockey. And I'm <laughs> yeah. not running out of time on that. You the, can... the the one thing I, I'm gonna as far as my understanding of it, correct, I, I guess correct or take exception to is, is that the the league did not okay him signing. Right. He did it without the league knowing. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and Gary Batman, he he spoke about it today and he was you could tell in his voice he was pissed. And 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 to me, like with the reading between the lines that I did was that was the the new information. The new information that the Bruins got was that Gary Batman was never going to let the kid in the league. That to me, I mean, because it seemed like just based on the timeline, it was like Friday night, Bruins signed Mitch, Mitch Miller. Saturday, Gary Batman says, Mitch Miller will never play in our league. Yeah. Sunday, based on quote-unquote new information, Bruins cut Mitchell Marner, Mitchell Miller. Miller. Yeah, I don't want to poor, poor Mitch poor Mitch Marner's probably <laughs> not Mitch Marner. Getting no, he, right through the mud on this accidentally. Yeah, but right. More of the story is I, I think that that was the new information. Just with the way things just seem to kind of come out there, it was just like, okay, well, that's the new information is that they're never gonna be able to call this kid up. So they're like, no need to give him the spot in Providence. And 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 the other thing is like Cam Neely came out and said, Oh yeah, well, yeah, we dropped the ball because we never talked to the kids 
family who he bullied and tortured. We never talked to them. Again, doing isn't that bullshit. the first? Isn't that the first call? I, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, isn't isn't that the first call? Well, it's like you said. What is the first call? Because if the kid's still showing no remorse, there's no call to make. Exactly. There's no call to make. Although now, and I, again, I'm in no no interest, no desire, no goal at all to to defend the kid. But I like, could he? Is there anything he could even do to show remorse at this point? No, it's too late. I mean, you no. you. I mean, there's no. I'm here's I'm all for second chances and everything. I mean, hell, third chance, third third chances, right? I mean, I mean, Lord knows people have given me third and fourth and fifth chances in my life. All right, like I mean, you know, no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. But I mean, if 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 you're going, I mean, this is you know, this happened what five six years ago. Yeah, the the incident and and it wasn't just a one time thing. That's the other thing. It wasn't just he did something once and that was it. No, this went on for a very long time, and it was swept under the rug or, or ignored by a lot of different people before it got to the NHL. It became a major, it it didn't become a problem until the Arizona Coyotes drafted him because he, he was, he was slated to go play, to go to university of North Dakota and on a hockey scholarship and play hockey with with North Dakota. Was he? Yeah. And then the Coyotes drafted him and then all this came out and he was dropped. North Dakota dropped him. I mean, he he he, put, he he was in a U.S. development uh, program, like he 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 didn't get held, and 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 at, even at the time when the story first broke, I I felt that the kid was failed by every adult around him, but at the same time, it comes to a point where you have to you you're the one that has to look yourself in the mirror every day, and understand that what you did was wrong, and he doesn't clearly clearly by his actions, he doesn't think he did anything wrong. Was he also the same guy that no, he wasn't the same guy that said don't draft me, right? No, no, no. That was a different kid. Okay. And that was Montreal, so drafted him. And he's like, dude, I said don't. Right. Which okay. in which here's the that kid, I feel like that kid should be allowed to play in NHL because he understood that what he did was wrong and he was willing and he and he was willing to, to accept the, the punishment and consequences for it. I totally know that we're talking about Miller, but do you remember what that kid did? Like, do do he I don't, he, this, he this shared like, he shared a video of a girl of, of a girl without without a permission without gotcha, teammates. Okay. okay, and he but the difference between the two cases is that kid understood that yeah what I did was wrong, right? So I think like okay you he deserves a second he sh- he should get a second chance he should get another okay. chance, but this guy like no I'm it's it's too late now. Yeah. Because, no. because, because now, because now you're, you're going to be remorseful because you, you can't play in the NHL. They're right. That's what it's going to always come up. Even, even if you did see the light suddenly in something that you were court ordered to do, it's always just going to be viewed as, well, you're doing this so that you get a chance to play. Right. It's always like you don't, that way. Yeah. You don't really care. Which I don't, again, I don't know if I really even care if that's how it's viewed. And even if you were to, I mean, that's kind of where he, what he deserves now, but that's just going to be how it's viewed. Yeah. I mean, you can maybe try and go play in Europe, I guess. I don't know. Plenty. I'm sure you can make a very good living playing hockey in, yeah. in Europe. I'm sure. A lot of people play, you know, not quite the NBA, but you can still do very well playing, playing in Europe. 
Yeah, you can go to Europe and like maybe fewer people will know who you are, right? And 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 when you're 26, then maybe you get brought into the league six years <laughs> six years down the road. <laughs> um, but but so the other thing is with this is now the uh the NHLPA they're gonna they're more than likely they're gonna file a grievance and and to not allow the Bruins to terminate his contract because so the Bruins will still be on a hook to have to pay him for the contract he signed. I mean, I, is there any outside of the fact that maybe he just shouldn't be allowed to be? Is there any reason why? What would be your take if he did report to Providence all year and the NHL, but the NHL is like, you can't call him up. If you call him up, he's suspended indefinitely. I mean, he's, he's not, <laughs> no, no one's touching him now. He's, he's not, that's gone. No, I, I, I agree. But yeah. what if that, what, what, what would your take have been if that was the decision? Like Ugh. if, like what if the PA wins a, an arbitration hearing where it's like, you can't, you can't terminate the contract. Well, well, what it'll be is like they, 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 they contract. Let's let's throw them in. They have to pay them. They would still have to pay them, but just never have them report yeah, to never them play, yeah. Which I mean, I mean, not it's not his fault. The the Bruins are idiots. Well, that's true. I mean, I I always say I enjoy taking stupid people's money. That's fair. That's you know? fair. I mean, it's you know, it's not his fault. The Bruins were like, yeah, we can do this. Well, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Crazy. But I mean, it's, but yeah, it's just, I mean, it's cliche, but it's just so tone deaf. Oh yeah. You know, like, and especially you, you went, you talked to your, the team, you talked to your leadership group and they were all like, yeah, no, I don't really. And, and, but you did it anyway. So what was the point of talking to them then? There's, and there's, there's kind of like two things about that too. Like a, you, if you're going to talk to a leadership, like the fact that they talked to the Bruins leadership team tells me that not only did they want to sign him, they wanted to sign him to like bring him up. Yeah. Like there was like an expectation that he would be in the actual locker room. Which yes, and was, and the Bruins said he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit our he doesn't fit our culture in the locker room. And then two is if then don't. I understand what you were trying to do, but don't ask them if you're not going to listen. Right. If you're going to do it anyway. Right. If, if you got, if you really cared about what the leadership said, then, then just, then you would have listened to it. So you didn't care. So don't ask. The, the other thing I think was he, so he was, was he like a first round talent that went into the fourth round because he went, was supposed to not be touched. Like what, like you don't normally see fourth round picks that get this kind of chance. It's just be, I mean, it sounds like, like I said, if, if Boston wanted to sign him, they eventually wanted to call him up. Yeah. You don't, I mean, fourth round picks two years after the draft year, that's not normally what you hear. Was he actually like supposed to be a higher round projection? But, but like you said, the story didn't come out until after he was drafted in the fourth round. Right. Well, it was out there. It was known, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't treated as a big deal. Okay. I, like, just, I mean, there, there, there were flags and also other teams interviewed him that his draft or other teams interviewed him. And a lot of other teams said like, this is before everything came out. Like they said that they felt he didn't, he, he wasn't sorry. He had no, like other GMs interviewed him and felt like, Oh no, he didn't learn his lesson. We're not touching him. So, so it's possible that he was a higher talent than a fourth round pick. And 
there was half. I, I don't know. I'm asking, you know, you, yeah. you, I mean, no, I mean, he was, he was, he was probably maybe he was not going to be a first rounder, probably possibly a second rounder. Maybe was, if, if, is, if, if, if he, if he wasn't a, a complete shithead, was he but, an American? Did he ever play yeah. any of the junior teams for the U S no, he, no, he never uh, played, played, uh, in enroll junior in enroll juniors. I mean, he was possibly on track to potentially, but all this came out and like that, any chance he had with anything was shut down, but he did play. He did. He, I mean, he did play here. He did play here in Michigan for the, uh, for, uh, for the U S developmental uh, program. And like I said, he was on, he was set to go to North Dakota university, of North Dakota, which is those two pretty prestigious organizations there, North Dakota yeah. hockey and, and us, the ND us, whatever development yeah. team program. It's pretty good stuff there. Um, now he has, he did spend last year. He played in the USHL. Um, he led the, like he, he, he won uh defenseman of the year. Cause he set a record for most goals by in points by a defenseman for, for uh, tri city. Um, so that, that's where he is right now. And uh, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. USHL, like, yeah, he put up a lot of points, but also he's twenty, so, uh. right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, his, but yeah, his his pro hockey career, at least as far as the NHL is concerned, yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's a, this is the final nail in the coffin here. You think so? It better be. I mean, here's the thing. I, I who who's touching this? Ah. Because what what team or GM is willing to deal with all the backlash? I guess and and all the drama that comes with it. I guess what I was like, kind of like, if he goes, if he does go to Europe, say for five years, at twenty five, does somebody try to bring him back? No, no one's touching that. Okay, no one's. It's it's not worth the hassle. Well, it's not worth the hassle for a guy who's like may or may not be good, right? True, true. I got you. You're gonna gonna jump through hips to hoops and all and deal with all that stuff for a guy who who potentially at best could be a number five defenseman yeah that's fair you know yeah <laughs> like no there's very, very fair. There, there's there's easier ways to go about that okay. all right so but yeah so uh again you know boss <laughs> the boston Bruins just give me I mean, keep giving me reasons to not like you. I don't need it. I don't. I, I don't need it anymore. I know you, friend. I mean, even last week you said if if I didn't, I I want to like you. And if I didn't, if you didn't have a beat spoke be on your chest, I probably would like you. But I hate you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just. I mean, I mean, by you know, I don't. I don't need more reasons. But please keep keep them coming. Thank you. Yeah, right. Thank you, Boston. All right. So let, let's end on a happy note. Sure. The Detroit Red Wings. Such an impressive weekend. Three game winning streak. Um, they and they beat the Capitals. Who the Capitals? They they were a playoff team, and their team we expect we expect to be challenging for a playoff spot. They beat them. I mean, no, yeah, are they shorthanded? Yeah, but hey, we can't control that. Are the Wings shorthanded? Exactly. Yeah. So I, mean, I think it's even. You know. Look at. I mean, if you you know you're not. If you would have told me that we'd be winning games with Fabri Bertuzzi and, you know, uh, Fabri Bertuzzi and, you know, Sunquist is out, the guys on IR that's there that are on IR and the guys that aren't playing that aren't playing, I wouldn't have thought very highly of this team. 
Yeah. I mean, they beat the Capitals. Um, so j- just for you, Anthony Mantha stat line, um, minus one, two shots, two hits, 17 minutes of ice time. Yeah, it's about right. <laughs> nothing remarkable. Nothing stands out. That's exactly what sounds right. I mean, I no points, but I, you know, goes without saying. <laughs> um, and and also, you know, Luke Lucas Raymond, bit of a slow start. He, he's 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 really starting to heat up. The power play is starting to heat up too, yeah. which which I you know can't help but but notice the correlation between Lucas Raymond's heating up and the power play heating up. Uh, Kubalik, he he loves playing with Dylan Larkin. He he does, but you know what? Even on that fourth line, I think before everybody started getting hurt, he had a couple of goals. So yeah, maybe he just likes playing in Detroit. Can we just get that lucky that he just likes playing in Detroit? Hey, what hey, what whatever's happening, man? Yeah, right. What what whatever's happening? Let's like let it keep rolling. Let's Please. let's go. Let's keep going. Yeah. Um, they beat the Capitals three one. Vili Huso. I mean, he just. You know, 34 shots, 33 saves. He was the man. Ovechkin scores a goal because Ovechkin scores goals. Yeah, it doesn't even bother me. Um, Andrew Andrew Kopp got his first his first of the year, his first as a wing. I mean, hey, wings handle business, get a win, and then Saturday Saturday afternoon matinee as they celebrate the '98 Cup team, which uh, we'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about the '97 '98 Cup team next week. I know we're going to do it this week, but a lot of stuff actually happened. Yeah, I, it, this, this week in the show, yep. got stuff to talk about. But uh, Vili Huso once again, I mean, 24 save shutout of the Islanders. Lucas Raymond gets a goal, Kubalik a goal and assist. Um, next time the Wings play the Islanders, I'm Austin, Austin Zarnick and uh, Giovanni Smith need to be in the lineup. Uh, I was there something that I missed because I might have been college footballing. Was there a fight? Um, yeah, so Lucas Raymond had a target on his back the entire game, like they went after him. I also didn't he have a big check though in the game? Too? Oh, he ran, he ran over Barzell. Okay, that's I thought I, I saw that. Yeah, he 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 ran over Barzell at at like at center ice. Barzell's come coming in across the blue line, carrying the puck into the offensive zone, and and uh, Lucas didn't hold back. Well, this is this is a good sign that it, it, you know because we we knew that that was kind of teams were starting to kind of it, you know it had been said by the broadcasters and the slow start for Lucas Raymond, but it bodes well that if if the Islanders you know were were focused on him. And he still comes out, you know, with a goal in that game. Yeah, scored a power yeah. play goal. Scored a huge power play goal. It turned out to be the game winner. But yeah, <laughs> and that's that's what we want to see from him. You know, if he if he's responding to that pressure and and that target, that bodes very well for you know him continuing to to be successful and have a successful career. And 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 the other thing I will say, you know, he he didn't back like he's got he's got some grit to him too, because he doesn't back down. Good. You know he's 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 not he's not a big guy, but you know and, and that's that's the one thing I can say. Like now I say we need Giovanni Smith and, Zar- and Zarnik in there because I want those guys going out and dropping the gloves and punching dudes in the face. I don't want Larkin and Raymond going to the box. You know we 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 need them to be out on the ice. We're better we're better with those guys on the ice. But you know to 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 their credit, man. I mean Dylan Larkin is our he's always had that that feistiness in him. Yeah, you know he's always had that. He's not a pushover, and, and I and I think Larkin learned that from playing with Zetterberg. You know, Hank 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 
was not taking path. They weren't pushovers. No, you know, no. I mean, they they had they had I, they always had the reputation of uh, they're soft because you know they didn't drop the gloves and fight. But those guys they they didn't they weren't going to let anybody just walk over them and and and, sh- and knock them around. I, I mean that that suit had given has given. I mean, not a lot, but that's who could give him some devastating hits in his career. Oh, yeah. That was a low-key, like, don't have your head down by Pavel. He'll, he'll, he'll put you well, on well, your there, there, there's a There's a video on YouTube. You can find it. It's uh, Pavel Datsu with the reverse hit. Like, I think I believe it was Shea Weber. Shea Weber got him with the hit. And then Pavel Datsu got the puck back and then skated around, baited Shea Weber, tried to hit him again, and he just, and he just popped him with the reverse hit. He, he was very, very good at the reverse hit. I, I mean, <laughs> most that are also very, very good at yeah. this. I'm, I'm so convinced Pavel Datsu can actually speak perfect English, but he just didn't to fuck with everybody. Yeah, I did. did <laughs> I hear that from you, or did I actually hear that from somebody else? It's like, oh my god, that might be true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't, I, like, I'm, I'm convinced he just he spoke perfect English. He just did it to fuck with people. But was a jokester and didn't want to. Yeah. Which, which I mean, if you hear stories about Pav, he was a bit of a jokester. So yeah, you're, like, I, I could see him just going like just just, just playing a gimmick. Hundred percent right. <laughs> but but the, I mean, a, impressive game. I mean, the Wings dominated that game. I mean, it, it was three nothing final, but it wasn't that close. They dominated that game from start to finish. Um, the oil the Oilers the Islanders did they did have a they did press a bit in the third period because they were down you know down two nothing going into the third, but you know. Who so handled business and the, the the wings the wings got the job done and then back to back, back to back games they go they go to uh, they go to New York and take on the Rangers and I, I was I was going to make the joke that it, can the wings see if they can just sign Jimmy Howard for just every time we play the Rangers. <laughs> there was there was a lot of impressive stuff and I, and I didn't get to see all the game, but there was a, there was a lot of impressive stuff about that game against the Rangers. Not that there wasn't about the the two games at home uh, over the weekend, but you know, I, and I'm sure this is where you're going with it and I'm just cutting you off and whatever, but to, to fall behind, I, I texted you dear, uh, late in that game saying, look, if they can hold on to get a point in what felt like a scheduled loss. Yeah. You know, and we, we've used that term because, the wings played the Rangers played Thursday and I believe they played Thursday at home. The wings played Friday and no, they played Thursday and Saturday at home and then traveled Saturday evening. So they didn't, you know, it's not a long flight. So there was a little bit of that, but that had another afternoon game. That's a traveled loss. Yeah. The Rangers were home while the wings played three and four nights. And so for them to fall behind two nothing and still get a point and then to go on and win it, with this new yeah. connection with Kubalik and Larkin. And then on top of that, you know, it, who, what, what Ken Daniels had said after the game winning goal was scored was that there was as much mopping of Nadelkovic, who's had an uneven start. You give up two yes. in the first, and then yeah. he comes in and locks it down. And if you feel really good about Nadelkovic, who, who again didn't have a greatest of starts, and then he comes out and has that kind of game. Yeah, that was yeah, Ned, for his confidence. Ned, he needed that game. Yep, he needed that, and and the Wings, they 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 won that for him. Yeah, you know, they 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 won that game for him because it's. I mean, I mean, his 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 last Ned's last three starts: eight goals against the Sabers, six goals against the Devils, four goals against the Blackhawks. 
he he had gone. I think we did it last week. He was two four six eight, and then yeah. his mid was two. So hopefully he's not going to come back with four six eight. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That would be the big thing. As long if he doesn't give up four to his next start, that that's a good sign. That's we're, a very we're, tr- we're trending in the right direction. But yeah, I mean he Ned he 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 needed that game. He needed that win, and in, in the absolute worst way. And I'm happy. I'm glad he got it. You know, yeah. um, Kubalik fifteen points in twelve games. Um, he's, t- he's tied with Larkin for the team lead. They both, both of them, six goals, nine assists. Nice. Uh, <laughs> 15 points. Baran with eight. Ernie you know, with seven. Heronic with seven. Um, Cop finally scoring. Lucas Raymond is, fi- is finally getting it together. And I mean, they're, they're playing really good right now. And again, that's without now Zidane is out, is out now. And no, that's without Bertuzzi. That's out. That's without Verana. You know, it's well, so, so you're that's, you know, Sunquist is out. So you're hoping, you know, no Fabry. So you're hoping that once, you know, you get these bodies back and you get these offensive, these, these offensive weapons, you know, you know, back in a fold, the, the winning can continue. And I mean, you know, I, I said at the beginning of the year, I didn't think playoffs could could be a legitimate thing. But I mean, if they keep going like this, and and, you're, and we don't have the the false the false record like like we had last year because because of COVID and everything, and like they were technically in a playoff spot at Thanksgiving last year, but it was a late start to the season. And Boston always had four games in hand on us, right? Yeah. So and then like, of course they won those games in hand, and then we oh, yeah. a month without winning. Yeah. So you know, but. Everything is trend. Everything is trending up, man. And you know, seven, three, and two, sixteen points. They're second in the division. They're tied with the Maple Leafs, but they ha- they have they played one more game than Toronto has. I mean, there's a couple. Of I mean, here's like, they're five one and one at home and two two and one on the road. If you keep those numbers going, you're a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, well, that's I mean, we talk about it every year where I think if you you win 75 percent of your home games and 50 percent of your road games, you're going to win roughly 60 percent of your games. And that's usually going to be good enough to get you in. So it's there's some there's some plus and minuses. You know, I've, there's there's some definite pluses that, you know, only being plus two. OK, that's, you, you know, goal differential. We, we kind of kept an eye on that. Yeah. Well, two games. Here's where it can skew it. One game, they were minus five. One game they were minus four, right? <laughs> the Boston and Buffalo game, you know. So two of their losses, they didn't just lose; they lost epically. <laughs> yeah, and that's not normally, you know. Everybody, you take out their two worst performances, I'm sure their numbers are going to get much better. But in just for the wings, those two, they go from minus two to, or they go from plus two to plus eleven without those two games. So losing closer would go a long way. You mentioned it, and I and I think what what really should should give you hope. And in addition to those those two big losses, as you mentioned, Ned was in net. In in again, no knock on Ned, but what I get it looks like is that Huzo is going to end up being the number one if this trend continues. Which means if he gets more and continues kind of along the path of playing, those big goals against Knights aren't going to happen. Meaning that you continue to can to make your goal differential look better. And then the the other thing that I think is is you know worth mentioning is this is a team that I mean in recent years has been just terribly outshot and well okay so never mind because that's happening again they're being outshot by five 
five and eight, so that's not good. But I mean, the, the, the two games against the Devils, you know, that doesn't help that because because the Devils outshoot everybody by about by about thirty six shots. So I seriously think that they're minus forty in those two games. But <laughs> I love we do specialty teams. The panel, the power play is currently tied for seventeenth, which is nothing to write home about. But it has been below thirtieth the last two years. So being tied at 17th. Okay. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And then you go penalty kill, which has just been a, a killer for this team. They're currently got the eighth best penalty kill, you know, sitting at 82.1%. So if this, but you know, and I, I feel like we talked about this where if, if they could move their, their specialty teams out of the bottom third and into maybe the middle third, get some good goaltending. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm concerned weirdly. They, there was a note here that I saw that they sent Mike Luff down. Um, I don't, which maybe Sunquist is ready to come back. Cause they also, like you said, lose yeah. the demon. Oddly enough, blocking a shot, which they worry about his defensive game. And then he gets hurt blocking a shot, which is yeah. there's something a little funny about that, but uh, we're getting deep into the forward depth. But the other thing that I, I, I want to mention though, is, is something else that we talked about is that we never Philip Peronic really probably shouldn't have been cast in a, in a, in a number one D man role. Mo Satter comes in, he takes that number one D man role. And now Heronic and Mata are combined plus 12. They've combined for 13 points and they're playing like 21 minutes a night between yeah. the two of them. And, and that, and that deep pairing, that, that deep pairing Heronic and Mata, they've only given up three goals. Now, only three goals have been scored against against the against that D pairing. There's been a lot of articles written about how you know are we concerned about Mosider's sophomore slump? You know he do, doesn't have a goal, does have the five assists at least, so he's starting to get on the score sheet a little bit. And you know he's playing twenty two thirty eight a night. Um, I'm not going to panic about it yet, but that's the other thing that we definitely want to see take a step up is this kind of. The, the dominating most setter that was there, but uh, of course, he's even too. It's not like he's minus 10 on yeah. this right now. So it, it's just kind of the state of the wings, get some forwards back healthy, continue to keep Mata and Heronic in that second spot. Cider and Raymond kind of continuing to evolve and get better. And, you know, we'll see where this team goes. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, his, his, the underlying numbers, they're not for Cider. They're, they're not, off the charts like they were last year, but they're not bad. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're everything you're seeing out of is, is what you expect to see out of, out of, out of, out of, out of a team that's like Detroit right now. You know, he's, he, he you know, and he is your, your number two and also playing with a different defensive partner as well. So, you know, got to get, get, get used to a venture out there, you know, being where he's supposed to be. And what could, what could help long-term is that he'll, if they're both healthy, my guess is Ben Sherratt will be his partner all year. Yes. So once he gets used to him, actually, I think Ben Sherratt might be his partner all four years of Ben Sherratt's here, honestly. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, yeah, as long as he can, once he does get used to that, it, we could, we could see him really kind of take off again, like with his rookie year. Cause th- th- they need him. They need a number one. They yeah. need a clear cut. They need him to be the guy. You know, no pressure, but we need you to be two steps below Nick Lidstrom at worst. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, at I all mean, times, please. Thank you very right. much. I mean, no, no pressure. But if he gets back to that point, again, that's another kind of look at how good this team is. Look at how good this team can be. I mean, and and again, you know, defensively, I mean, 
legitimately what defensive pair that goes out there are you going are you kind of like oh my oh boy here we go these guys are out here look out you know where you know <laughs> i feel when, when's the when's the last time that you know the, the wings had a defensive roll out a defensive pair where you just felt confident like oh okay i'm not too worried about what's going to happen yeah, that's 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 a great point. And they've, you know, the the one guy that, you know, plus minus wise, I guess, was struggling, you know, Hag is, you know, minus five in his 10 games. And and they that's that that's the depth of Steve Eisman sign where now he's like, OK, well, you know, let's bring in Jordan Osterley, who kind of been healthy scratch. And he's plus one in the three games. So, it, it, you know, it. I heard this um, on local radio and I just I love the analogy was that you know, Steve Eisman went out and got some adults for the room. And it's just yep. the, it's the most real analogy. Cops coming off a trip to the conference final. Um, Perron has won, you know, Perron has won a Stanley Cup. Mata has won a Stanley Cup. You know, they he went out and got good, good people. You know, Kubalik, was he on that? I don't know if he was on a playoff team with the Hawks. I don't Kubelik. think he was, but yeah. He no. hasn't been in the league long enough for that, but no. he was a 30 goal scorer. So you bring in a 30 goal scorer. I mean, that's, you know, four of the signings right there. And and now, you know, the Hague signing allowed some depth defensively. It's, you know, going out, the signings that Steve Eisman made, though none of them are particularly like, wow, that big name, that big splash is just built some depth on this team, which is what this team really needed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Olimata is the perfect defenseman for Philip Heronic. Yeah. He's a perfect D partner for, for Heronic. Cause, and, and I, and I feel like Heronic, I don't like, he almost to me was in, in that started to play in that vein, almost like how Danny DeKaiser was when he was here, where it's like, he didn't know what he wanted to be defensively. And, well, it's and like, yeah. dude, like you're, you're not, you're not a good enough skater to, to jump up into play all the time. Now, granted, he jumped up into play, which led to a goal in their game yesterday. Well, for the wings, but you know, but you know, Cider jumps up into the play. He can get back. Right. You know, Ben Sherrod isn't going to, Ben Sherrod jumps up into the play. Something went terribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Something did go terribly wrong. Why are you down? Why are you down so low? What is happening here? Um, the other thing too, with, with Olimata real fast, and I'm just, I want to check this before I say it, but I believe that he had seven points all of last year and he's got eight point. No, he's got six points now. So he had in LA, he one goal, seven assists, eight points in 66 games for the Kings last year. Um, he's got two goals, four assists, six points in 12 games for the wings this year. There you go. There's your point. There's your point about helping out Heronic. It's and and I felt like only matter that was like sort of an under the radar. Yeah, I, you know it's funny. A lot of, I don't un, and I don't really get that. I was this is a Stanley Cup winning defenseman that was a plus. You know, and 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 again, I know I say it every time I give the qualifier, but when it's the, the Kings as a team were plus two, Mata was plus seventeen. Yeah, you're doing something right with those numbers. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not a passenger. And, Right. I, I just like I was I I loved it. he's only had one, you know, he was minus one one year and Pittsburgh won the cup that year and he was minus eight in L.A. two years ago. I, I don't know. I, I was a big fan of that signing because and again, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I knew like it just seemed like Eisman thought, OK, Sherratt for Slider, 
Heronic, Mata, done. Like it just felt like those pairs such made sense. And so that's, I think, another reason why I was excited to buy it is that it. So I misspoke when you about Kubelik. He, he did play in the playoffs for the Blackhawks, but it was the bubble year. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. I mean, he got eight eight points in nine games, so not bad. Four goals, four assists. So, so yes, he did. He has been to the playoffs. I don't know how I want to spin my narrative. This this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before the show is that the COVID year in college football didn't really matter. Yeah. I, I'm not going to come back and now be like, see what he did in the COVID playoffs. So, so I'm not yeah, going to do right. that. Yeah, it's just like mm, He's a, he was a 30 goal scorer that year. Yeah. That's that's the moral of the story, no matter how you want to cut it. He's a guy that scored 30 on a team that had, had does not have a, have a lot of 30 goal scores to it. So all the credit in the world. Again, I, you know, I was the one that was concerned about Steve Eisman and was it, you know, I didn't want to have to boo the captain and boy, he's yeah. done a lot of things. Right. Well, well, I, th- I think it was very important for Eisman that his first job was not in Detroit. Right. I a hundred percent agree with he that. He got to go somewhere else and 100%. learn and, and deal with things and he can make mistakes or whatever. Right. Like it wasn't here. Right. And so, you know, he, cause I mean, yeah, you, you don't, yeah, you, you don't want to be, you don't want to be pissed at your hero. Right. And, and I, and it's probably good that it was even in, in Tampa and not like a Canadian team yeah. or a team in a terrible market that would have just beat him up mercilessly all the time. It, going to and and again, I I don't want to take anything away from the Tampa fans or the Tampa media, but it's not Toronto fans and Toronto media. Well, well nothing's like Toronto fans it's and not, Toronto media. It's, it's not New York media. It's yeah. not you know Western Canada Canadian media. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. There, you know, there's a lot of can can. There, there, uh, there's there, there, there's gonna, there's going to be some talking in Calgary tomorrow tomorrow morning. I tell you that right now. Right and and. You know, I don't know if that was really what Tampa was really good. Didn't have that kind of, he wasn't going to be dealing with that level. And I think that that was important too. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, We'll be back next week. We're going to, we're going to do, we're going to do a little retrospective of the 97 and 98 Stanley Cup champion Detroit Red Wings, because after all, they did just celebrate the 25th anniversary of that. Yeah. Um, allegedly, that's what they're claiming. I don't know. I need to I need to see some numbers. Uh because <laughs> if you do 22 I, I, I need to see some numbers because how how could how could that be 25 years ago when it was clearly only 10? Yeah. So oh I see you're you're, you're making that argument. Yeah, that's yeah. that's messed up. <laughs> you know, it's I don't I don't believe that at all. Supposedly 38 when I'm actually 24. <laughs> Somebody explain that to me. Like I was just 26. Like what are you yeah, what? I know. No. I know. No. no. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk about that. Also, we'll 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 look at the we'll we'll look at the present day Red Wings as as they 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 continue their march to a playoff spot. We'll yeah, see. keep your voice high on that. We're going to keep our voice high on that. They <laughs> yeah, haven't it's, played Florida team. They haven't played Toronto. They haven't played. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, it, you get Montreal, the Rangers, and then they they kick off a, a West Coast the West Coast road trip, well California road trip against the LA Kings. You know, it, it's weird. It's just you know, I there's nobody that's dominating the league right now. So I I don't know who we need to be aware of. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I mean, I mean, they're, the wing schedule for November. It's like I, I just named off three: Montreal, the Rangers, and Kings, and then at 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 Anaheim, at San Jose, at Columbus, home to Nashville, Arizona, Toronto, and Buffalo. 
only two teams have over 20 points. Only six teams have, or only seven teams have less than 10. <laughs> so yeah, basically right. 20 teams are in between 18 and 10 points. I mean, we haven't really broken out yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're start we're, we're, we're learning and we, we kind of, we, you know, we're, we're seeing it in the NFL. Yeah. We, we're seeing it in the college football. It's even. Yeah. There's, there's not that even the teams that you thought, okay, well they could be dominant and they're not, you know? So moral of the story is wings. Just keep winning guys. Yeah. Don't hey, who hey, listen. Is. Yeah. Beat who's in front of you. Remember they lost two games early against the Montreal team that started like two and 10, the two wins were against Detroit. So yeah. just winning those games. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you beat, beat the teams that, that beat the teams that are probably going to be there with you. Like in in the same spot to play off on, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm sure they're gonna want to, you know, and then go ahead, go ahead and don't lose to the Coyotes or the Blue, or the Blue Jackets. Go uh, ahead and win those games. Although randomly, again, and I know we're, we're keep signing off, but it just <laughs> you see on the same day, Seattle beat Pittsburgh and the Coyotes beat the Capitals. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't know what's going on this season. I mean, a few teams are doing what they're supposed, what I, what you expected them to do. You know, the, the Sharks. Okay, yeah, you're supposed, you're not supposed to be great. You know, the Ducks. You're not supposed to be great, but you know, I mean, I, the teams who I think everyone thought would be at the bottom in the East, I mean, aren't. <laughs> You know, it's Columbus and Ottawa, and those are you know Ottawa. The rebuilds over until you know. Well, I mean, DJ Smith, he he, you know, he's going to get to spend spend the holidays with his family. I think so. Yeah, you're probably right on that. Yeah, I mean, even then, the Flyers, you know, even the know, Flyers are six three and two. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's it's. Well, I said either it's either the Tortorella, it's going to work or it's going to blow up quickly. And so far, it's worked. So yeah, there's no middle ground. Yeah. And it's working, so I know we'll we'll see. Hey, we play eighty-two. All right, that's why they play eighty-two. We're almost at the quarter point here, so God, it's gotten old. It's gotten it's gotten deep into the season quick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. I'm Walt. I'm Thomas, and we are out.